0: hello and welcome back for another episode of another one we'd like to thank you guys for joining us and listening to our previous episodes but i do want to say that a lot of you are loving the story of dj munch we have looked at the stats and we want to thank you guys for listening now if you're new to this podcast and new to this story and you haven't heard the previous episode then go back and check that one out because we're literally starting right where we left off okay so let me give you a quick overview of where we're at so right now DJ Munch has partnered with Turdum bad to do a song um, for the NBA okay now I can't say for sure that it was for the NBA but it was a song that had a lot well basically all about the NBA the players at that time the coaches I think are in it you know um, a lot of the things that happened in the NBA um, was included into that song so really we want to get an understanding of what part Did DJ Munch play. In this song. Him and his crew. Okay. So. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead. And take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to get. Right into the show. Okay. Now. I think though. Before we go on the show. Or before we go to commercial break. Mmm tell you this if you haven't went on to iTunes or Google Play and reviewed the Another One podcast I'll hold on for just one minute for you to go and give us a review your reviews help us to move up in the charts and so others can hear the stories that we tell the the thought processes that we have with being a family on a podcast and you know being parents uh, and and also the viewpoints of our children okay um, and you know they're on the podcast too. These last episodes are and have been about fathers right It started with the Father's Day episode and then coming right behind that now we have, the um, DJ Munch episode and in the DJ Munch episode slash miniseries, you know, we're going with um, talking about his career and how he ended up recording a song, you know, um, called Party Rock. Okay, now we haven't gotten there yet, but we're hearing the story as it leads up. Okay, so now you guys should be where we are when we ended last week, we ended listening to the song. That hurt him bad, did which you can also find on YouTube. But we played it last week on the podcast, okay? So now this is what happened after we played that song. So let's get DJ Munch, aka Rich B's dad, back on the line and let's continue on with the story. After this commercial break. <laughs> there is a process to making great designs. It starts with understanding the intended use. If you are looking to have your graphic used on flyers, websites, broadcast TV, or even billboards, Dynamic Works can and will listen to your branding needs and use their 15 plus years of graphic design experience to create a dynamic design that will have your audience captivated. They have an easy process from start start to final design no matter where you live go to dynamicworks.com www.d y n a m i k w o r k s.com simple clean dynamic hmm so what did you do on the song
1: we did background
0: background well, singing we did
1: background no 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 we were we were background crowd we was the crowd in the background okay we was the crowd in the background but you know we had a um we were a consortium of djs while we were there and um we were prominent we were prominent because we were we were club jocks as well as mobile jocks so that year we got the award because they had the dj awards and um that year we got um uh, this was in 80 80 to probably 82 we were the um new kids on the block you know um most notable DJs um the best best mobile jocks and then the most notable club jocks so we were we were we were killing them wow we were killing them so um so yeah we were we were out there man we were doing a lot of stuff we were everywhere commercials and um, We were tied in with the radio station UNLV at the UNLV radio station, University of uh, Las Vegas. We were tied in with them. We were also tied in with the local FM station W, W, I can't remember now, but um, he was one of the guys. <laughs> one of the guys that was from the radio station. He, LJ. He wanted to be with us, but he just he was a radio jock. But he was trying hard, man. He was trying hard, but he, he just. <laughs> He didn't have the the expertise, but what what was happening was because he was on the radio and because he was hanging with us, so he would give us free airplay, you know, free commercials and and that kind of thing. So it really mm-hmm. worked out it it worked out worked out good. you know he was able to come out there and he would talk and announce um we were connected with Budweiser. Um, they sponsored us um, during that time, Budweiser was known for their summer. Superfest the Budweiser superfest, and that superfest would um would have groups like lakeside zap um oh man the barcase so it was a touring type um concert mm-hmm. and so um Budweiser sponsored us man we had Budweiser paraphernalia they gave they gave us jackets with our names on it sponsored by Budweiser and all oh man it was it was awesome We had so much Budweiser paraphernalia at our house man it was crazy.
0: Yeah, know, I remember um, those
1: jackets. That <laughs> I
0: I do remember the jackets. That jacket yeah, was, was hot the red, though.
1: the red, the red. That's right, man. It was, wasn't it?
0: That jacket <laughs> was hot.
1: Yeah, man. So, so we got an opportunity to do some to do some things, go some places. We sponsored two busloads to go down to the Superfest in LA. So we went from Las Vegas to LA and um, you know, went to the concert and and um Budweiser supplied all the all the drinks for the day and all of that man they sponsored the bus you know so it was it was great it was great then i went to england so and from england it then that's when i really blew up and um because it wasn't me and someone else it was just me you okay. know and so as soon as i got there i became a novelty one because i was an american dj You know, and um, I'm playing out there on the economy, Um, have my own club, basically, um, where where you have an American jock at a British club. Um, And the club was basically designed around my ideas. And um, there was a guy named Mr. Blundell, Mr. B. He owned he owned a motel. And so the first night that I got there, the first night that we got there, um, we were staying in that motel. And um, there just happened to be the night that they had, you know, down there in that little pub that they had a DJ. And I went in there and I DJed that night. Um, just, you know, talking to, you know, how you, you know you know how you do, you know, you talk to the DJ or whatever. And he said, yeah, well, go ahead and spend some rap, rap something. And I did both. And uh, <laughs> he, turned it, <laughs> he turned it out. And, um, and Mr. Blundell or Mr. B, he heard me. And um, we began to talk. He says, I'm in the process of getting ready to redo this. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. But, you know, what kind of things do you suggest? And I told him. And um, and that was, that was it.
0: And so right here, we got disconnected. Um, as you can see, I mean, his story is pretty crazy. I mean, you know, and for me, being the son of this guy here, you know, it's like, wow, you did all that. You know, when I was young, it was like, um, you know, daddy's going out, you know, mama's telling me, you know, uh, you know, your dad has a party to do or, you know, your dad's going to work or, you know, stuff like that. Now, there's times where, you know, me and my brother went with him and helped set up or, um, you know, did different things to try to, you know, assist. Like, you know, because our living room was full with DJ equipment, right? We had, um, you know, microphones. We had turntables. We had speakers that were bigger than us, you know, all sitting right there out in in the living room, you know, and... For us, it was great to jump on them, play with them, you know, um, try to spin, you know, albums and all that kind of stuff, you know. And so, you know, the story does continue, though. I was seven and between five and seven when we were in England and when we were in England, it was the craziest time. Like from all that I knew thus far. And um, because, of course, anytime before that, you know, before five, you really don't remember what's going on. But after, you know, when, when we were in England, um, the times got really crazy. So you definitely want to hear the rest of the story. Do you want to know what's going on in Team B's world? Well, check us out at TeamB's.com. That is TeamB's.com. T E A M B Z. Dot com. Come visit us. Check it out. All things team bees. We have blogs by Kalia, blogs by Kaya, blogs by Khadija, blogs by Rich, even little Trey Bees. <laughs> Come check us out. Laugh with us. Learn with us. Build with us. It's all about the team. teambees.com Okay, so uh <laughs> so, so where are you starting now?
1: I Man, we started to get out this trip. <laughs> That's when we're gonna start right there. Good no, night. No.
0: I mean I'm saying, okay, okay. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So here's the question. So we were just talking about um basically you being at Mr. B's. Mr. B's. Alright, so now you moved to England. You hooked up with a guy named Mr. B.
1: Mr. Blundell. Blundell. Mr. Blundell. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Motel owner. And now club owner. Alright, because he built you a club. Yeah, basically, yes he did. <laughs> and so um from there. Um, you know, just established a a following every Friday and Saturday night we were there and, um, just built up a following, which was great. You know, when you pull up and there's a line outside, it's like, man, that's what I'm talking about. And, uh, so, you know, you go in there and you just start rocking the house from the very beginning. You know, um, uh, stayed open until three. Okay. And um, so I had my I had a DJ who at the time he I didn't even know that this 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 guy was only sixteen years old.
0: (laughs) You had a DJ that was sixteen.
1: Yeah, I had a DJ that was sixteen. DJ Raymond Supreme this dude was tight man this dude was so good he was so good and i it was the longest time before i really realized that he was that age i didn't know he was that age
0: i mean how'd you find out that he was 16
1: um when he turned 17 (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah you know he's 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 in there he's he's he, he, no i'm sorry he wasn't 16 he was like 17 turned 18 but um
0: so he was 17 when
1: but, you met him yeah he was 17 when i met him he came into the club one night you know young white okey looking boy you know um but you know rich man they i don't know maybe they just the guys just look older you know than they really are you know what i'm saying so um so you know i ain't i ain't calling him he's in the club i ain't care you know what i'm saying and so um so he kept asking me just kept asking me asking me to get on the turntable just kept asking me Because so yeah at that time i was vj so i was doing it all myself you know okay and so because there, when i was in england there was no one else you know it wasn't like i had a crew like i had in in um in um las vegas you know and so um so he kept asking me. So one night, man, I was, you know, it didn't matter, you know. And um, I went and took a break. I said, "Okay, go ahead, man. Go ahead, go ahead." So he got on the tables, man, and I said, dang, <laughs> boy, good, man." So, um, so we just started started doing it. And so what he would do, he would play, and then I would rap. You okay. know, he would play and I would rap. So we, would, you know, was starting to you know uh, create a show. And um, you know he was he was a DJ and I was the MC, so uh, it started working like that, and you know people were enjoying it, right? And um, so um, the one thing you know I had I had an opportunity to talk to him since I've been back here in the states some years later and that kind of thing, and and I apologized to him because for a few for a few few reasons, and one was that. He has so many great ideas about, um, you know, cutting music and that kind of thing and, mm-hmm. and putting mixes together. And, um, you know, when you feel like, you know, you're running things and and things are working, but you don't really want to experiment, you know, it's kind of like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I but, think a and lot so of
0: being, people go through that same thing. Which is yeah. which is you know it, it, they don't it, it's not that they're scared of change but like you said if it's not broke then ain't nothing right. to be
1: fixed there's nothing to be fixed so don't make no changes don't make no waves don't make no trouble right. you know don't so, make no um, trouble. you know so um, that's pretty much what was happening and um and and you know after a period of time. Um, you know, way after that years later, you know, I realized that we could have gone a lot further, ha- further had I listened to him.
0: Right. Cause at the, at this time, how old were
1: you? Uh, now I was coming up on, mm, I was in my late twenties.
0: Okay. So you late twenties and he was late teens.
1: Yeah. 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 And he's late teens. So he was you know, just like now, he was more abreast of the things that were going on. He was abreast of trends, you know, uh-huh. and um musical trends and, and um and all that. And so I mean he was he was very good at scratching, very good at mixing, um and um so it was all you know, our relationship was good, but I I just wasn't as good as I could have been to him, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um, and 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 you know I, that bothers me. You know that bothers me. Even now. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it does, man. Because, um, you know, you just could have been such a better, better person. You know what I'm saying? A better leader. Uh, and um, so now it's like, okay, you know. But I've I've had an opportunity to talk to him. Had an opportunity to apologize to him. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know he's gotten he's he's he, you know of course older. He's had a couple of heart attacks since then, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and so uh, but I like I said I had an opportunity to 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 talk to him. I posted some stuff on his Facebook and, and all of that. So we, we've we've talked, you know, we've talked, and so that was it was great. That right. was great to talk to DJ Raymo Supreme. So he's on um, he's on all of. Uh he's on all of my songs or the remixes that I did when I was over there in England, so um
0: okay, but well, i mean we we I definitely want to get into that like the real like when you started doing all the recording and all that kind of thing, but I really want to go back because you said that you know you when you got to England, you didn't have a team like you did in Las Vegas, and the thing about it is you also said in the previous episode that when you were um, um, in what well, well it was kind of like you know in the bible where they they built the tower of babel and, and they, <laughs> they split them up and sent them to uh, you know to the other ends of the earth right um, well it, it, you said that basically that's kind of what you did with your team like like your team ended up getting split like that
1: Yeah, and it was because of um, the military thinking um, that we were doing things that were, you know, like completely illegal. But they couldn't prove anything and because they couldn't prove it um, they they, you know, we were actually under investigation for a while um, before we even knew anything about it. And when we finally did learn about it from one of the investigators after the investigation had been complete it wasn't you know, kind of like a week after we found that out that all all of us got these orders to different places and, you know, um, different locations, different bases. And so, um, you know, that that did it, it really did stop. Um, it stopped our progress. Mm-hmm. You know, it stopped our progress. I mean, but what um, was it?
0: I mean, but the question really is like, like, OK, so, I mean, really. Cause you kind of you kind of glossed over it when you talk about you know what happened in Vegas because I mean just just from my thought process you know if you're in Vegas and you sell out Caesars twice you know mm-hmm. two thousand plus people packed building you know what I'm saying I mean like how how did it lead up to even getting. To something of that magnitude, because oh, oh, I mean, okay, then gotcha. you didn't have social media. Like there was no social no, media. Then. No, no,
1: no. There, there was none of that. No social, me- social media. Social media was when you got to the club on Wednesday night and you announced that you were gonna have something, and so <laughs> um, and and everybody was just being social about that, you know. But um, but but the way that it worked back then, you know, it was word of mouth. Um at the clubs, um, radio advertisement, basically. Uh But, um, you know, because we were able to do, you know, after, after about a year together, we were able to have three identical systems to be able to do three shows a night. So we had Killer in one place. He may be doing a um a private party dj may be doing a private party and i'll be doing the club you know um the saturday, saturday friday night club for instance okay um it may be a wedding reception on saturday so he may have a wedding reception on saturday a pool party on saturday but we still got the club saturday night and so when we're doing these when we're doing these events like this we would all come together at the end of the night um at the club because the club was the place to go you know the nco club at uh, nellis air force base was the place to be on wednesday friday and saturday Mm -hmm. no hands down wednesday was ladies night friday night regular disco night and saturday unless we were doing an all-nighter all-nighters would go to four Mm -hmm. you know we would go to four start at nine and go to four and then um because of the way that the room was set up it would start out um, with the capacity to, to hold, um, nah, about 200 people okay, initially, so you,
0: you're talking about and Nellis.
1: Nellis Okay. And then after, after 10, they would open up the doors, which was to the larger room. And now you've got the, the ability to have 500, 600 people
0: plus the other know. two or total. No, total. So you added total. another 300. Yeah, maybe.
1: I added another 300. That's right. Okay. And so so now you've got this place. So you got a DJ. you got us on one end. you got me. Say, for instance, we had the Battle of the DJs. We you know, we used to do that. So the Battle of the DJs. So we would house jocks and we would invite some other DJs in. Locals. Okay.
0: Or was it locals? Uh,
1: yeah, local DJs. Yeah. You know, whether they were mobile jocks or whether they were club jocks just to come in to do those okay and so um so when we had these mobile dj there was one time that we had three jocks in so it was us um our team um whirlwind and then we might have had um heard them bad and we might have had um um what was one of the other ones but anyway i can't remember none one of the other guys but um but then we were all we were all friends of course you know Mm -hmm. but yet um you know we would come in and we would battle um to keep the people on the dance floor so um so um we would be able to do that you know you have time and you know i mean we just rock it you know and and rock it hard so people come man the people stayed on the dance floor man the place is packed you know and um and everybody just having a good time and so um to be able to do that um was was something that was unheard of at that time you know you you weren't you weren't doing that You, you know people just weren't doing that and so we were introduced to that. And so that's how we build up our clientele. You know, we had our little tags on our radio commercials, as I said, you know, and you you hear this big whirlwind coming in, you know. And, um, you know, the, and a whirlwind event was about to happen. You know, they get ready to party somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so um, you would just be listening out for it. You know, where is it going to be? You know, it's going to be here. It's going to be, you know, they're going to be doing the pool party. They're going to be doing uh, um, the event in the park. Um, you know, Sunday afternoon in the park or something like that, and people would come out. People would come out. We packed the place out, and that's how we would be announced in the upcoming events. You know,
0: y'all come check us out.
1: Yeah, yeah uh huh, uh huh. Um, you know, you know, y'all come out Saturday. Um, July seventeenth, um, and you know, blah 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 blah. We gonna be at such and such and such and such, you know. And got this contest, got that contest, got five hundred dollars going to this, you know, and that kind of thing. Man, people come out.
0: Right. So so then so so you were doing that over how long were you like announcing the fact that you're about to be at Caesars?
1: Oh well, Caesars when we did see it still wasn't that long. Um, it was less than thirty days. Because we didn't have to do that. We were all over the place. You know what I mean? So once we, you know, once we booked the place, okay, it might have been two months in advance. But, um, but you know, so we just started talking about it. See, during that time, man, people were always looking for parties to go to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always looking for parties. And when we were in Las Vegas, right? And you that's- know, people are traveling through all the time. Not just the military is there. So it's not like you just depending upon just that group of people Uh you're on the radio station you got unlv you got the university of las vegas nevada you know you got unlv um you've got um uh, um you know of course the military and then you've got these locals man that are coming through looking for parties they look in the party so so you know many of people were not only the the um the locals but you got people that, you know, just coming through town on the weekend.
0: All right. Tourists. So, Tourist, So let me right. ask you this, though. So and I don't know whether you would know the answer to this, but how regularly when you were in that area was Caesars like packed out? Was it like Caesar's was thing?
1: always packed, though? OK, because it's Caesars Palace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Caesars Palace. The problem was trying to get a date to get in there.
0: Uh huh. You uh-huh.
1: know, that was the problem. But to do the kind of things that we did, you know, of course you have people coming in there, you know, and they're doing um their weddings, for instance, you know. But, you know, those were in the in the small room, not the grand ballroom. Uh-huh. You know. And so, um, but you know, because we were local, we would just find a date. You know, what what date you got open? What date do you have or what Saturday, when's the next Saturday you have something open? You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, um, and we were just fortunate enough to be able to get great, you know, we didn't have to worry about paydays and all that kind of stuff, you know, because it was, you know, people was always paid, <laughs> you know, people getting paid every week, all right. you know, people getting paid every week. So it didn't really matter. It mattered to us that we had to put deposits and stuff down. That's what it mattered to us. You know what I mean? Right. And so because it was three of us, we had to worry, We, you know, we were concerned about that, but you know, that's just the budgeting aspect. It's not like, you know, we we were balling all the time because we weren't, but um, we were able to, to do the things that we did and reinvested our money into the group and um, understood that 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 was the business. That was our business, you know, and um, it was working well for us, you know.
0: Right. Wow. So so now so now you you've done Caesars, your team is hot. Y'all get disbanded from the area.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much man. Pretty much get getting kicked out, yeah. Right. So
0: now now you're headed to Va- I mean to um England, okay? So you get to England and now you're solo and you have to basically start again from scratch. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. But see, one thing is that, you you know, even in starting again, you can't take your experience away. You know, change of locale does not take your experience away. Right. What it does is it teaches you how to adapt to a new environment. Your right. Education the same is still there. Same blueprint. Same, same, yeah, same blueprint. I mean, the blueprint is the blueprint. Right. You know, so, that doesn't change.
0: So was the first thing you did go looking for a team, or the first thing you no. did was just. Nope. I'm just nope. I'm just rolling solo now.
1: I'm just rolling solo. I'm just rolling solo. I wasn't really looking for a team Price. because see when, when you when you have a team, then sometimes you got to make compromises that you ne- don't necessarily want to make, you know. But you do it because it is a compromise. And it's not all about you.
0: And that, but that's what happened when you got in, when you got with Ramon.
1: Well um i was the boss
0: right but i'm saying you didn't want to make compromises
1: no i did i didn't want to make compromises and that's what and that's why um pretty much that's why i continued to make the decisions that i made you know of not having to worry about it It was always good to be with somebody to share it but you wanted to be i wanted to be the one that was in control right i wanted to be the one that that because this is my business all the records belong to me. All the equipment belongs to me. So ultimately, the final decision belongs to me. Right. Right. You know, you have nothing invested. You know, you got expertise. Cool. But, you know, I got expertise, too. That was working for me.
0: Right. And, and mine, mine is proving to work.
1: Yeah. And it's worked. That, that, that's right. Mine is proving to work. Right. Okay. Yeah. No doubt about it. You know. And so now, you know, here we are doing the things that we do. And it's and it's it's working pretty good, you know, and um, but finally and ultimately, I, I let him in, um, you know, started doing um, talent shows and winning talent shows over there because I wanted to travel, you know, Air Force, what they call the Air Force Tops in blue. And that's a um, Air Force wide talent competition that um, once you're part of that, it's kind of like the American Idol during that time. Mm. you know and so but it's an air force wide talent competition and so you would go from your 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 local which is your base and you win that then from your base then you go to your region you win that and then you go to um um from the let's see base region and then you go to um kind of like conference and in that case it was it was um it was england and so um, and then after, after, after that then you go worldwide so I got as far as um you
0: have to catch us next week for the rest of the story um, Well, we'll bring them back and we'll get the rest of the story the rest of it is really when the party starts to rock big shout outs go to DJ Munch aka Rick Barber um, you know for doing the show um we appreciate it the story is crazy and you know like i said next week we'll come back and we'll um finish it out um you know and actually it may not be able to be finished next week don't know yet so um stick and stay hang out with us Uh, and you know hey this is
1: another one with another story